Washington travels to Chicago to face the Bears on Thursday Night Football in Week 6 of the NFL. Here on the Next Gen Fan Podcast, I'll be previewing that matchup as well as giving you guys my thoughts on the recent roughing the passer calls that have really caused quite an uproar here in the NFL community. All that and much more coming up next on Next Gen Fan Podcast. This is the Next Gen Fan Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have not already, please rate, review, and follow. And please remember to let those around you know about this podcast. So before I get into the preview of the game, I do want to discuss the roughing the passer call, uh, mainly the one against the uh, during the Chiefs Raiders games, but also the one with uh, Grady Jarrett. So Grady Jarrett ends up sacking Tom Brady, and this this play, Grady Jarrett, as he's sacking Tom Brady, going to the ground, um, he kind of rolls Tom Brady over onto the other side, and that called a roughing the passer penalty. Um, or, and then you've got Chris Jones, who strip sacks Derek Carr, and as he's going to the ground, not only does he brace, trying to not have all of his weight fall on Derek Carr, but also you've got a loose ball. So Chris Jones is trying to recover that football to make a game-changing play. That was also a roughing the passer call. Both of those calls were terrible, and the NFL needs to do something about this now because we're getting to a point where, I mean, you look at even with Washington, you had Montez Sweat, who had both of his arms around uh, Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill and was hesitant to throw him to the ground because he didn't want to get a rough in the passer call. Tannehill able to throw the ball because, I mean, Sweat's just trying to hold him there so the ref will blow the whistle. Stuff like that has got to be stopped. And there's a fine line between the safety of the player and what we're seeing now. Uh, because that is no doubt crossing the line. I mean, unless you're going to just not allow teams to hit the quarterback, which at that point would be destroying the game of football, it's football. All right. Again, these, these guys are getting paid millions and millions of dollars to play a game that, yes, is it's risky. But that's their decision. We cannot try to bubble wrap these quarterbacks and say you can't breathe on them for fear of a 15-yard penalty because that's what we're seeing right now, and that is it's completely changing the game. It is completely changing the the way that defenders try and get sacks, and it's not changing it for the better. It is completely destroying the game of football right now. The NFL needs to do something about this now. Uh, you cannot continue. You cannot continue to have have calls like this defenders should not be scared to sack a quarterback uh, for fear of getting a a roughing the passer call if they appear to put their weight on the quarterback like the quarterback's just gonna have to suck it up he's look he's getting paid millions of millions of dollars to play football i have no sympathy for the 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 sacks like there's a difference between a quarterback getting sacked you know during the 80s 90s early 2000s uh, because that was a lot, a, a pretty different game than what we see now. Um, and, and at that point, yeah, th- those guys are taking big shots. But from here, quarterbacks are not getting it at all. Um, and there's n- for no reason at all that they should be, uh, the defenders should be drawing these penalties. Both those calls uh, were incorrect. Um, and I mean, especially the fans of KC, they were letting that ref know it. That ref 
uh, I mean, those the fans were booing for a very long time, and ultimately, those calls they you can't have stuff like that happen because thank thank goodness that was not a game altering play. The Chiefs were able to come back and win, but if the Chiefs lost that game, uh, that definitely would have been a a huge story because. Uh, I mean, the Raiders were able to get three points out of that drive, uh, which is pretty significant. So, ultimately, uh, stuff like that's got to stop. But that's just my thoughts on that. Um, an unbelievable, but both were unbelievable calls. Now, for Washington, they are traveling to Chicago, and they will be facing the Bears on Thursday night football, and. The, the good thing about this is that the Commanders almost have a mini-bye week. They have 10 days before their next game after Thursday Night Football. Uh, so if things do not go well here in Chicago, you can definitely look for a, a, a possible change uh, this week. This is a good time um, if you're going to try and get in a new coordinator or um, any type of change in the system. That is what you want this is, this is the perfect time for it and Washington is going to ultimately have a chance here in Chicago uh the Bears are not good the Bears are probably the worst team in football um if not the the second worst team in football uh not that Washington is much better but this is a game where you have to uh you have to destroy the Bears there is no ifs ands or buts about it you have to destroy the Bears because you look at the Bears and Justin Fields. This is a group that is still trying to uh, practice and learn the foreign art of the forward pass. Justin Fields in week one had eight completions. Week two, seven completions. Week three, eight completions. Week four, 11 completions. And week five, uh, Justin Fields had a breakout day, uh, 15 completions. So they are not throwing the ball at all. This is a a run-first team. The Bears are not going to go light you up. Um, And rightfully so, they don't have the weapons. I mean, they're really only good receivers, Darnell Mooney, um, who is is a pretty good receiver, but he's nothing, nothing crazy. And... You look at Justin Fields through three weeks as well. He's got three touchdowns, four interceptions, and a total of 679 passing yards. So Justin Fields, not only is he really struggling this year, but overall this is a Bears offense that does not throw the ball. So Washington is going to uh, really have, have a good chance to to add a, a nice blowout win to their belt. Ultimately, for the Commanders against the Bears, they are 21-16 all-time. They are 9-8 when playing the Bears in Chicago, and they are 5-6 all-time on Thursday Night Football. The Commanders have faced the Bears one other time on Thursday Night Football with a victory uh, at home during Week 14 of the 2007 season. Washington is going to be on the road on Thursday Night Football uh, for the first time since traveling to Minnesota in 2019. Now, you look at 
the running game for the Bears. Khalil Herbert is their leading rusher with 328 yards and three rushing touchdowns. Now, for Washington on the ground, Gibson still has only 179 yards and two touchdowns. They completely cut him out of the game last game, last game. And that is one of my one of my burning questions going into this game is will Washington stick to the run? Gibson had three carries for six yards. Brian Robinson, nine carries for 22 yards. Washington completely abandoned the run. So are they going to get back to the ground game? Another thing I have for Washington is, is, is D-line going to continue its dominant performance? Uh, this is not a special Bears O-line. Washington had five sacks last week. I expect them to continue to be able to pressure Justin Fields um, when given the opportunity when Fields does drop back on that occasional blue moon. And then um, my final burning question is, is will Washington uh, be more disciplined because they had nine penalties for 71 yards. That is, a, those, those were game-changing penalties, uh, especially on that final drive. So if, if Washington has any chance here, uh, they got to be, be disciplined and be able to uh, limit the penalties, especially on offense. So uh, my keys to the game, the commanders, as I just mentioned, they really need to be more disciplined. You cannot go out with having these false starts, having these holding calls. Um, I understand everything, every team has these penalties, but the the rate that you are having them, the number each game is be, become starting to become a little bit absurd. So you really got to, you got to, uh, turn that down and uh, be able to limit those penalties. Offensively, you need to stick to the run. As I mentioned earlier, they completely cut their running backs out of the game. I mean, as I said, again, as I said earlier on the season, Antonio Gibson only has 179 rushing yards through five games. Uh, that is not good. So you need to get him the ball, get Brian Robinson the ball. Um, and then offensively, you need to convert on third down. Last week, they converted one of 11 for 9.1% on third down. And then overall on the year, they are 20th on third down offense for 38.2% of the third downs they are converting. So you got to do better than that, um, especially after that really bad performance last week. And also... For the O-line, and I understand this is a really banged up group, but you've got Robert Quinn, a guy who in nine years has 102 total sacks. Uh, he's going to be facing up against Charles Leno, one of the key matchups going into this game. Uh, Washington is 30th in the league with sacks allowed, giving up a total of 20, so this O-line really needs to come out and stand strong. And then uh, you got to get Terry McLaurin involved. Uh, it's crazy. Every other team does this. They get their, they, they force feed their their best player of the ball. Uh, look at Minnesota with Justin Jefferson, for example. Uh, look at the Rams with Cooper Cup. I need Terry McLaurin to have 10-plus targets in this game. Uh, he is going up against Kyler Gordon. Um, and if there's a reason you've never heard of that guy, uh, it's because he is not one of the best corners in the game. Uh, to put it nicely, I expect Scott Turner to come up with a, a effective game plan for Terry McLaurin especially. Um, and I understand Scott Turner has really struggled with game planning, especially this year, but uh, you know he's got to know that you, you gotta you gotta beat the bad teams, and this is about the the worst of the worst. This is the bottom of the barrel. And then finally, 
I, I want to see Cole Turner get involved a little more. He had three targets uh, last week, and for most of those, he dropped those. But I, I do want to see him get more involved just after hearing from training camp how, how well he performed. Some key matchups in this game, uh, Robert Quinn versus Charles Leno. Uh, Leno, who has been such a steal for this team, uh, he was cut by Chicago back in 2021. Washington ends up picking him up, and he has completely uh, solidified that left tackle position. Leno, last week, did not give up a single pressure, and overall on the year, he has been very effective but as I mentioned, going up against Robert Quinn, a guy who has bounced around the league a little bit, but has 102 overall sacks in his NFL career. So that is going to be a key matchup. Montez Sweat versus the Bears left tackle Braxton Jones. Now Braxton Jones was selected in the fifth round. He's a rookie. So I expect Montez Sweat to continue on his performance last week and completely destroy this left tackle. And then... As I mentioned earlier, Kyler Gordon on Terry McLaurin. Uh, Terry McLaurin only had six targets last week. He caught five of those passes for 76 yards. Uh, again, this is a rookie cornerback. And and Kyler Gordon, um, again, this he's a, he's a capable cornerback. He has not um, proved himself to be an elite corner. Uh, but again, he's just he is just in his rookie season, so... McLaurin is going to have a very good chance to uh, help dice up this Bears secondary. Uh, unfortunately for Washington, on the injury side of things, Logan Thomas, Jahan Dotson, and William Jackson III have all been ruled out for the Commanders' Week 6 matchup. This is going to be a great opportunity for Deami Brown again, who had those two deep touchdowns. Uh, so look for that as well. Look for more Cole Turner and John Bates with the injury to Logan Thomas. Sam Cosme is also going to be out again with that finger injury. Jonathan Williams, the commander's running back, and then rookie safety Percy Butler, both out. Williams with a knee injury. Percy Butler with a quad. And then you have David Mayo, cornerback Christian Holmes, who were limited on Monday and Tuesday, Carson Wentz also popped up with a right shoulder. Uh, he was also limited on Monday and Tuesday, but both Wentz, David Mayo, and rookie cornerback Christian Holmes, all those guys are going to be active. So that is the injury update for you. And for my prediction, I think Washington gets this game. Uh, I think they get a dub. And... Not not so much that Washington is such a good team, uh, but it's which team is worse, and it's Chicago. Uh, if you're Washington, if you lose this game, uh, your season is over because if you again you can't beat the Bears, uh, how are you going to beat any of these other teams? Washington has to get this game if they have any hope and and getting getting right. You have to win this game. I think Washington wins this game twenty to thirteen. I think that you've got Carson Wentz, who's going to be a little more accurate in this game. But I ultimately think that they do go back to the running game. I think that they got way off target with who they want to be with a run first team. And I think they're def definitely going to uh, ground and pound it with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. One note on this, this game and how this is going to impact Washington in general. Uh, as a fan, 
I am rooting that they lose all their games. Uh, here's why. I want them to get a new quarterback because I don't see Carson Wentz as the answer. And for those out here who are saying, yeah, you know, Carson Wentz has, you know, over a thousand yards. He has, you know, he's got like eight or nine touchdowns on the year. Yeah, that's good. But my, my, my argument to that is that aren't we supposed to be trying to be great? Aren't we supposed to be trying to uh, strive for more than just uh, an odd wild card here and there? I want th- th- this team to build something that will last a while. And I'm not seeing it with Carson Wentz. And they need to keep hitting, trying that QB lottery until they do. So I, I really want them to try and get the best draft pick possible. Um, and ultimately, at this point, I, even if Washington does start improving, I don't see them win the division. Not that I think that the Giants are going to put it all together and, and go on a run. Not that I think the Cowboys are really going to go deep, uh, even with the Eagles, who are a very good football team. Uh, I Washington, There's no way Washington is going to uh, come back and win the division. You've got the Eagles, who are undefeated, who are undoubtedly a way better team than Washington. And then you have you know, the Giants and the Cowboys who are at four and one right now. Washington is at one and four. They are, they are so far behind these teams. And I don't, none of these teams are just going to stop and lose like five straight games in a row. All three of them. That's just not going to happen. So you need, if you're watching this, this is a great time for you to just be bad. Suck it up for one year. Be, be, be bad. Have one of those three and 13 seasons. Because what's going to happen is if they try and do better, which Ron Rivera's teams only do, but it's not going to benefit them. And all they're going to end up doing is getting like the 10th or 11th pick in the draft. And then they're just going to have to go trade the farm to go get a quarterback. Whereas if they are bad, then you end up getting one of those top, you know, three draft picks, hopefully. And you can go get a guy like a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. So, So that's my logic with that. Uh, Once again, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Next Gen Fan Podcast. If you like what you are listening to, uh, please remember to leave a review. uh, Say something nice about the podcast. I would really appreciate it. Uh, It only takes a few seconds, so please uh, write me a review. I really appreciate it. I suit our armed forces, firefighters, police officers, and emergency personnel. Look out for my game recap. That will come out on Monday. Thank you for listening. God bless you. And God bless America.